0: All right, this week, we're gonna be talking about living in Florida and some of the everyday concerns from the local residents. We're getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name's Craig Cunha. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. And if you're looking for a channel to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to live, play, eat, sleep, and buy real estate on the Gulf Coast, this is the channel for you. If you want to find out the best way to search for properties, go to our new app at Our Next Florida Home you can go ahead and search our website, ournextfloridahome.com. You can fill out a form on that website to get a, a property search started. And if you've got a question that has not been answered, you've got to do like everyone else is doing and call, text, or email, because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast. All right, so there are complaints all the time, a lot of different things that come up with the residents, a lot of concerns, but one that's just been popping up constantly. and. I have to address it only because it starts conversations with people and it seems like there's no context behind it or no understanding. So it's either ignorance or that you just want to be a chirping voice on a social media platform. But when we talk about property taxes and property insurances and the increases that we've been experiencing lately, there are a lot of reasons for it. Yes, we know the insurance issues going on, all the roofing issues and the lawsuits and all that junk. A lot of these insurance companies have pulled out. Citizens is still there. And I saw some crazy stat the other day with like 17,000 new policies that they've taken over. So they're constantly growing bigger and bigger. There are going to be some openings for some insurance companies that want to jump in and take advantage of this opportunity. But in the meantime, keep in mind a couple things. First thing, if Florida, if your Florida home is your primary home, put the homestead exemption on it now. It'll take effect when it's time, but you can put it on as soon as you close in the home. It'll kick in as soon as you are qualified to do it. You have to get through that the, the remainder of the cycle that you signed up in, and it will start you on your homestead that following year. When that happens, it will cap your increases on your taxes at 3%. So you're not gonna get slammed with some kind of big tax bill. These folks that don't have a homestead on it, and with how high the prices have gone in this past year or two, I can see where there's some people that are concerned. I mean, that's a big jump in taxes, but those same people, the ones that were so happy to tell their neighbors and friends about how much money they've made on their Florida home so far, yeah, there's, there's another side to that story. The other side is if you were making more money at your job, are you gonna get taxed more? Yeah, you are. So what's different here? You're making more money or the perception of more money on your property. So if you were to sell it, you'd make a lot more money. Well, there's a tax that goes with that. And that's one of the few taxes that we really have here. State income tax doesn't exist, so we get it on our property tax. The other thing is insurances. Once again, did your property value go up? Yeah. So to replace your home, do you think it's gonna be more money? Yeah, sure it will. You have to protect it that way. So if you've doubled in value, your insurance is going to go up. It has to, It has to give replacement value. Unless you've paid down enough on your home, that you don't need the full coverage. And I don't know how many lenders out there are gonna let you get away with that. But if you paid cash for your home, you can adjust how much you want to cover your home for. May not be the smartest thing, but that's why those increases are there. It's taking into account the new valuation on your property and what it's gonna cost to replace it. So hey, you either take that negative side of owning a home here or you don't own a home here. Now, here's another shocker. I had no idea this existed, but if you're a tenant in Florida, there is no law saying that the landlord has to replace an AC if it is not working. I know, I know it sounds ridiculous. You'd think that that's probably the most important thing we have here, more so than a way to cook or a refrigerator to keep food cold. The AC is like the number one thing for us, but for some strange reason, The landlord's responsible to cover a bunch of other things, you know, the structure and all those kinds of things, but the AC is not there. So this is something that you have to be aware of if you're renting, because this could be something that's gonna fall on you if you wanna keep cool, especially in the dead of summer. Speaking of rentals, if you are somebody that has a short-term rental, VRBO, Airbnb, taking care of it on your own, it's on Craigslist, it's on whatever resource you have it on, You should have a management company or at least a home watch individual checking on the property from time to time when it's not being leased out. Reason behind this, this week there were three people squatting in one of the vacation homes and nobody had any idea what was going on. Uh, Somebody showed up to the house to do a repair for the owner and the door was unlocked. They found three mid-twenties people squatting in the house, took it over for their own. They bolted out of there when the guy showed up after trying to convince him that the owner knows that they're there and he said he could stay there. Okay, well, if that was the case, you would have been on the on the rental schedule to be there and not just hanging out. So keep in mind the keys that you're putting in these lockboxes, they can be copied. Somebody can maybe not put all the copies back in there, whatever it is, find possibly a safer way to do this. Even if it comes down to doing an electronic lock on the front door that you can change the code when you choose to, but there's, there's gotta be ways out there. And, and again, these uh, management companies, their job is to come out and make sure everything's COPA set up on a regular basis to ensure the property safety and to know that you have uh, your property secured when you're not there. Something to consider if you're going to continue on the short-term rental trail. All right, so this week I was talking to Karen and no, not not a Karen, it was, her name was actually Karen. And <laughs> she was telling me, I want to buy new construction. I know that I know that I know I want new construction. So we started talking further about this. And one of the concerns that came up with Karen was who would the who is the builder? Are they a well-known builder? Are they going to be around to take care of warranty issues and things like that? Should they come up? You know, it, it's an interesting question because there's some really big companies that are nationwide that, Obviously, they've got entire divisions for that kind of thing. But because the market's so hot, I just saw a listing the other day, it was actually owned by the listing agent. So who's the builder that's doing it? Is he contracting it himself as an owner builder? I don't know any of these items behind it, but here's what you need to know. If it is an individual that's, that is building it as a, an o- owner and basically a, a subcontractor or a, a contractor that's subbing out the job, That might be a little difficult to get warranty issues taken care of because there really isn't a builder that is standing behind the product. But it happens all the time. And some of the smaller builders out there, are you even going to be able to get a hold of them later to do that kind of work? They're so busy building the new homes. Will they be there for the repair work? And these repairs, many times you're calling people out for, there's cracks in the stucco or there's a nail pop or, you know, the latch on the door isn't working. They're not big issues, they're not expensive issues, but they're annoying issues. And you want somebody that you can turn to to know that that'll get done. This is where sometimes the reputation and the size of a company can definitely pay off because you know where you have to turn and you'll have resources. Your real estate agent can help you out in many cases with the uh, relationships that have been established with those builders, but not in every case, because once again, There's a lot of homes being built out there by a lot of different individuals and they don't all have that clout. Another concern that comes up all the time and I see it on every forum out there is the healthcare in Florida sucks. Okay, I can't speak for all of Florida. I can't speak for how many different areas of Florida, but I can tell you this, the Cape Coral Hospital was just recognized as one of the top hundred hospitals across the country. There were 2,650 hospitals that they surveyed through this thing and they came out in the top 100. That's pretty freaking amazing. That was done with Fortune and Meritive. So this is a larger study that was done. And again, there's a ton of hospitals that were considered. But on top of that, there's an Everest award. And they even received that. Now, do you want special about an Everest award? The top 25 hospitals can make it into this one. So you're telling me the Cape Coral Hospital is a top 25 in the nation? That's pretty freaking amazing. So next time you start to think that the healthcare may not be that great, maybe you should look a little closer at the Cape Coral Hospital. All right, so now the worst cities in Florida. This is a survey that was done to kind of go through some cities, give you an idea of where they rank. And I'll tell you a little bit more about why they ranked the way they did. But the best thing I saw on this list is that there were no Southwest Florida cities in it. So we're doing something right. But the top five are no surprise for one main reason. This study was really focusing on things like safety, security, crime, all that kind of stuff. So if you take that into consideration, where do you think the five worst are gonna be? Right, the big metropolitan places. So Miami's on the list. Jacksonville's on the list. Fort Lauderdale is an extension of Miami, but it was listed separately. Tampa's on the list Orlando's on the list so we've got all our big cities that are there now they're for different reasons so the crime and poverty and stuff like that was you know definitely up there for Miami uh Fort Lauderdale and for Jacksonville Jacksonville also got the extra of it's so freaking expensive to live there so it these are factors that you are going to find in cities they just exist and it's not the whole city keep that in mind But then the difference of some places like Orlando, Orlando's traffic is considered almost as bad as LA's. That's what the people that are living there, how they feel about it. And if you've ever driven around Disney or Tuesday, Disney or across I-4 from Tampa, you know exactly what they're talking about. It is, it's just a terrible experience. Um, You can see your way through it a couple times. You're going uh, specifically for the Disney parks, but it's not something you'd want to do all the time. Now, Tampa. Tampa's just another big city, and their biggest gripe about the, the city was that it's hard to navigate your way around the city without a car. Um, they don't recommend walking and bicycling, but once again, if, if you've ever visited there, even if you cross the bridge over to St. Pete, it's a nice downtown area that you can walk around. You can bicycle. There's parks and all that stuff, too. So I think this report was really skewed, but I will tell you one thing was super surprising. Ocala. You might have heard of it. It's a smaller town on the northwest side of the state. And it was considered a dangerous city. Now it's not a big city, but the crime was almost double of what the national average is. So little surprise that you can find out dig a little deeper, see what you can find out. Don't be so attached to a lot of these reports though about crime and safety because these crime and safety maps that I see and the coloration and where they're putting the, the areas they make no sense. I was looking at one the other day in Punta Gorda somebody put a A link out there for this, this crime map. And in Punta Gorda, PGI, Punta Gorda Isles, one of the best areas of Punta Gorda, half of it was red, which would be making it a dangerous neighborhood, which if you've ever been to PGI, (laughs) the most danger you're going to run into is a uh, elderly person that's upset with you, chasing you with their cane. Maybe, maybe you took a ride in their little cart or something like that, but that's the kind of stuff that you're going to run into. Punta Gorda is not a dangerous place to live so be careful of the maps don't always follow them like a like a bible but just be aware that these cities because they're bigger metropolitan areas they will get tagged with that crime and safety issue all right so downtown fort myers has a new live music venue we've been waiting for this thing forever it's the calusa sound amphitheater it sits right on the river it's freaking awesome they had their first free concert there the other day At this point, it's mostly local people, not big known names, but the space there could bring in some interesting entertainment. And again, it's outdoor. And as we head into our winter months, it's gonna be absolutely spectacular. But it's another place that we now have to enjoy the outdoors in a great ambiance. And guess what? A street or two over, we've got the bars and the restaurants and more live music and more entertainment. There's art walks and music walks and all kinds of stuff going on down there so downtown Fort Myers is being revitalized all the time and it's just another venue for you to go and enjoy an evening in downtown Fort Myers. All right, so nothing's off limits in Florida, right? We've talked about the Florida man. We've talked about the Florida woman. Why don't we talk about the Florida kid? Because recently we've had a number of kids that make the brilliant decision to put something about shootings at a school that's going to happen coming up on social media. Now, what's different about here in our area is the sheriff he is putting these kids faces on the news he literally is not blurring out their face covering their names none of that stuff he's not protecting their identity at all he's making an example of these kids because the latest one was 14 years old i mean how how old do you have to be to understand how this is not right and Are you not watching all the other kids that are getting in trouble too? There was somebody younger than this that had the same thing pop up a couple months ago and there was a big to-do about his face being shown. But you know what? These kids need called out. They need to see that this is not right and this is another thing that's going the wrong direction in Florida. So if you've got a kid in this age range and I happen to have one, make them very well aware that these are not jokes, these are not fun times, and you will pay for these bad decisions. We're in the Florida hurricane preparedness month right now. We just rolled past the peak part of the season, but this is when it's most active. And even recently, there's a number of storms that were developing coming across the Atlantic. Nothing is is really coming close to us at this point. So knock on wood with that. Hope that stays intact. But if you want more information about being prepared, evacuation routes, all that kind of stuff, you can go to capecoral.gov and there is a Uh, icon at the bottom that you can click on and it'll give you all the information. It'll give you different maps about where you can go. And another thing they're asking people to do is keep your gas tank half full at all times. Sounds like it might be a little bit burdensome to have to do. (laughs) I've been closer to a quarter for a while now. But the reason why they're saying that is if you evacuate, they want you to have at least a a good amount of gas to get you started because the gas stations are going to be jammed. I'm going to tell you this i don't ever evacuate but that's my choice everybody has a choice you'll know a week ahead of time you can fly out you can drive out you can do whatever you want i like seeing storms i'm okay with it and so far again knock on some wood everything's been good uh, this side of the state does not get hit as heavily as the east side which is another one of the negatives that was uh, up there for miami and fort lauderdale but you just have to be prepared, and this site will get you prepared if you're not really familiar with what to do when a hurricane's coming. All right, so there is a another article giving tips about how to cohabitate with alligators, and I think the reason why this is coming up is we're seeing more and more reports of alligators in the canals, and we're talking saltwater canals as well as freshwater. Remember, their habitat's being pushed because all the building, they're just, they have no place to go anymore, so there almost has to be some kind of cohabitation, and, If we are in their space, or if we're trying to feed them, or if we're not paying attention and walking along the water like it just doesn't matter, you're putting yourself in harm's way. If you have a small pet, don't go walking them down by a pond. Keep them away, keep them on a leash. Lots of things you can do, but the most important thing, the thing I just mentioned a minute ago, don't feed them. Do not feed alligators. They're not a pet. They're not somebody you're gonna have fun with. The the attacks on average are six to 15 per year over the last decade. So it's not a common occurrence, and that's for the entire state. But like I said, all this construction is forcing them into places they're not normally in. So do yourself a favor, just be alert when you're out and about in the wild, especially near water, because any water can have an alligator. That's just what it is. They'll even go in pools. It's been been proven. So just be aware that they exist. They don't want you. They're not trying to come after you, but if you encroach on their space, just like any other animal, They're gonna defend it. And this week there was some blue green algae that popped up in a North Fort Myers canal. Uh, It's been isolated to that area to this point. So thankfully it isn't a a full out regional thing that we've had in times past. So far again, another another occasion knock on some wood. We've been doing really good with this blue green algae. They now have some systems in place where they can start cleaning it up a little easier and faster. So let's just hope this one stays contained and we have no kind of outbreak. All right, so that's a little bit more about living in Florida and everyday concerns from the residents. And if you wanna know more about what it's like living in Florida or to move to Florida, check out one of these other videos. And if you've got a specific question that I have not answered and you need an answer, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.